Focus Spotlight Airway Ultrasound by Dr. Sri Kali from the Cleveland Clinic and Dr. Mandeep Singh from the University of Toronto. Introduction In the last two decades, clinical application of ultrasound technology has expanded, not only for visualization of anatomical structures and identification of pathology, but also to facilitate medical procedures. Recently, the use of point-of-care ultrasound, or POCUS, has gained popularity for a variety of perioperative procedures and guidance in high-acuity settings. Another area of interest is the use of POCUS for evaluation of upper airway structures. This has proved to be a valuable and non-invasive tool for anesthesiologists, critical care, and emergency physicians. Training and understanding of applied airway sonoanatomy will enable physicians to identify abnormal or difficult airway and perform procedures such as percutaneous cricothyroidotomy or tracheostomy, confirmation of endotracheal tube ETT placement, and performance of regional blocks for airway management. Sonoanatomy of the Upper Airway The important airway structures that can be visualized using ultrasound are tongue, hyoid bone, epiglottis, thyrohyoid membrane, thyroid cartilage, cricothyroid membrane, cricoid cartilage, trachea, and esophagus. The POCUS airway scanning technique pertains to dividing the upper airway structures into suprahyoid and infrahyoid areas. A standard linear high-frequency transducer, 13 to 6 MHz, is sufficient to scan infrahyoid airway structures while the low-frequency curved, 3 to 8 MHz, is more suitable for tongue and deeper suprahyoid structures. Patients should be lying supine with the head extended and neck flexed in the sniffing position for scanning suprahyoid structures and neck extended for infrahyoid structures. In this article, we will discuss the indications of POCUS airway technique with a specific focus on identification of the cricothyroid membrane and performance of airway blocks for facilitation of airway management in an awake patient. Identification of the cricothyroid membrane. The cricothyroid ligament, also called cricothyroid membrane or CTM, is composed of two components, one thick median cricothyroid ligament and two lateral cricothyroid ligaments on each side, also called conus elasticus. Digital palpation, or DP, methods to identify the CTM are highly unreliable, and a recent systematic review concluded that ultrasound-guided CTM identification has enhanced accuracy, higher success, and lower complication rates compared to DP, especially in patients with a difficult airway. The Difficult Airway Society, or DAS, recommends that emergency front-of-neck access should be performed with the patient placed in the extended neck position. The sniffing position, head extension, and neck flexion, or neutral position, have been shown to shift skin structures away from the true CTM in more than 50% of patients. Marking the midpoint of CTM prior to induction of anesthesia should be done with the head and neck extended 
to prevent any displacement of the skin structures during airway manipulation. How I do it. With the patient in the supine position, with the head and neck extension, place a high-frequency linear transducer at the level of thyroid cartilage in the transverse position. Identify the hypoechoic inverted V-shaped thyroid cartilage and slide the transducer caudad to identify the CTM lined by hyperechoic air mucosa or AM interface. Slide the transducer further caudally until the cricoid cartilage is identified as an arch-shaped hypoechoic structure with hyperechoic AM interface posteriorly. Having identified the cricoid, now move the transducer back cephalad to the mid-cricothyroid membrane and mark it. This is called the TACA, or thyroid cartilage airline cricoid cartilage airline technique, described by Christensen and others. From this position, the transducer can be rotated 90 degrees to get a longitudinal view of the thyroid and cricoid cartilages with the CTM in between. The CTM also can be identified with the transducer placed longitudinally in the front of the neck above the suprasternal notch in the sagittal plane. The trachea can be identified by identification of hypoechoic tracheal rings resembling a string of pearls lined posteriorly by a bright AM interface. With the transducer in a sagittal plane, slide in a cephalad direction. The cricoid cartilage can be identified as a larger and more superficial hypoechoic structure compared to the tracheal rings. Further cephalad movement of the probe enables identification of the lower end of the thyroid cartilage in the cephalad position. The hyperechoic CTM in between and the cricoid cartilage caudally. Adjusting the transducer to bring the CTM to the center with one hand, use the other hand to slide a hyperechoic marker, metallic probe, or a blunt needle between the transducer and the patient's skin from above. The marker is seen as a hyperechoic dot with an acoustic shadow below, which can be adjusted to position midway between the inferior end of the thyroid cartilage and the superior end of the cricoid cartilage. At this point, the transducer is removed and the marker overlies the midpoint of CTM where the cricothyroidotomy may be performed. Airway blocks for awake fiber optic intubation. Awake fiber optic intubation is the gold standard technique in the management of a known difficult airway. Patient discomfort during the procedure can be mitigated by sedation and various techniques that achieve airway anesthesia. Topical application of local anesthetics by nebulization, spraying, and application at specific anatomical landmarks to block the afferent neural transmission from the oropharynx and larynx have been described. In the setting of the COVID-19 pandemic, it is important to prevent aerosol generation such as coughing or bucking during awake intubation. Techniques have been described to minimize aerosol generation during awake fiber optic intubation, such as the use of a negative pressure tent, 
and may be used on a case-by-case basis. Nonetheless, ultrasound-guided airway blocks may supplement airway topicalization. To achieve complete airway anesthesia for orotracheal intubation, three types of regional blocks are needed. Glossopharyngeal, oropharynx, superior laryngeal, larynx above the cords, and translaryngeal, larynx and trachea below the cords. Glossopharyngeal nerve block. Ultrasound-guided glossopharyngeal nerve block has been described in the chronic pain practice to treat glossopharyngeal neuralgia. The nasal cavity, nasopharynx, oropharynx, and tongue can be easily anesthetized by topicalization without elicitation of coughing, gagging, or aerosol generation. Hence, we do not recommend specific glossopharyngeal and trigeminal nerve blocks for this purpose. Superior laryngeal nerve block. Superior laryngeal nerve is a branch of the vagus nerve. It divides into internal and external branches at the level of hyoid bone. The internal branch passes immediately inferior to the greater cornu of hyoid bone and enters through a foramen in the thyrohyoid membrane. Sonographic visualization of the superior laryngeal nerve may not be easy and can be inconsistent even with locating the superior laryngeal artery. Hyoid bone, thyroid cartilage, and the thyrohyoid membrane are easy to identify with ultrasound, and depositing local anesthetic in the target tissue plane around the thyrohyoid membrane reliably blocks the internal branch of the superior laryngeal nerve. How I do it. As with any regional anesthetic technique, calculate toxic dose of the local anesthetic and prepare the room with appropriate monitors and local anesthetic systemic toxicity or LAST protocol. With the patient in the supine position with neck extended, the skin is prepped with chlorhexidine. Place a high-frequency linear transducer in the midline sagittal plane and identify the hyoid bone, hyperechoic with a dropout shadow below thyroid cartilage, and thyrohyoid membrane connecting the two. Slide the transducer laterally approximately midpoint between the anterior midline and the level of greater cornu of the hyoid bone posterolaterally. Insert a 22-gauge 50-millimeter needle in plane to puncture the thyrohyoid membrane and inject 2 milliliters of 2% lidocaine. Repeat on the other side. In patients with short necks, use transverse view or a transducer with a small footprint, such as the hockey stick probe. Translaryngeal injection. This block may induce coughing as the local anesthetic can initially irritate the tracheal mucosa. Therefore, the patient should be warned and the practitioner should consider using this injection to anesthetize the subglottic airway on a case-by-case basis. Identify the CTM, as described in the section above, in the sagittal plane. Slide a 22-gauge IV cannula between the transducer and the patient's neck from cranial end. Adjust the cannula by sliding and aligning it to the center of the CTM. Slowly withdraw the needle until it just disappears from the screen. 
At this point, remove the probe and tilt the needle upright, perpendicular to the skin, maintaining the entry point for the needle. Attach a 5cc syringe with 2% lidocaine and advance the 22-gauge IV cannula with gentle negative pressure until air is aspirated. Once trachea is entered, withdraw the needle and advance the sheath to prevent injury to the posterior wall of cricoid and trachea. Inject the local anesthetic to anesthetize the trachea, vocal cords, and larynx. The catheter can be left in place for later use in case of an unable to intubate and ventilate scenario. This block also can be performed under real-time ultrasound. After identifying the CTM in the sagittal plane in midline, the probe is moved slightly to a parasagittal position and tilted, keeping the CTM in view. The needle is inserted out of plane through the CTM, visualizing the needle tip as it enters the airway. Once air is aspirated, confirm the needle tip is in the airway and inject the local anesthetic. Endotracheal tube confirmation. ETT confirmation with POCUS is highly accurate for both adult and pediatric patients. The accuracy remains consistent regardless of the ETT size or transducer type, with relatively short learning curve for using POCUS. ETT placement can be reliably detected during resuscitation with low cardiac output and low end-tidal carbon dioxide. The transducer is placed in transverse position in the suprasternal notch. Observe for movement in the trachea appearing like a snowstorm as the ETT passes across the probe, called the snowstorm sign. If the ETT enters the esophagus, the unique double-tracked sign is seen. If only one operator is present, post-intubation check with twisting the ETT side to side using the color Doppler while moving improves the diagnostic accuracy. Inflation of the ETT cuff with saline also may improve the ability to identify and confirm ETT location. Adding the lung sliding sign to this method improves diagnostic accuracy of endotracheal intubation. Other clinical uses. POCUS for upper airway has been described to assess and predict difficult mask ventilation and difficult laryngoscopy using skin hyoid distance, while the epiglottis to vocal cord space has been shown to correlate with Cormac-Lehane intubation grade. It also has been studied for screening obstructive sleep apnea and evaluation of vocal cords and epiglottis. Airway ultrasound is utilized for identification of tracheal rings for correct location and safe placement of percutaneous tracheostomy, avoiding pretracheal blood vessels in both elective and emergency situations. Conclusion POCUS airway is a non-invasive, reliable, and relatively simple technique that is reproducible to obtain real-time dynamic images of the upper airway anatomy. Application of POCUS airway has been useful to perform elective and emergency procedures such as confirmation of endotracheal intubation and cricothyrotomy, as well as facilitating upper airway regional techniques. 
Further research and innovation are underway to examine other potential uses, such as assessment of difficult laryngoscopy or screening for risk of obstructive sleep apnea. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode of Azra News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review.